Bogart's warning for me. Um, I'm up early to get episode two of Everything's Relative finished and out into the world. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Eve Sturgis, making a podcast, talking to people about the way that modern DNA testing has affected their lives. So before we start the next tape, um, I really want to thank everybody for their support of episode one and of my project in general. Um, I didn't make much fanfare about it when I posted episode one, but enough people were subscribed or following me on Instagram at Everything's Relative Podcast to know about it. And I got texts of support all day of people that listened and liked it. Um, and that meant a lot to me um, as someone making this podcast, which is very rewarding, but it comes with a bit of anxiety as well. So thank you, friends. That um, really meant a lot to me. So I'm going to go ahead and roll the tape. Amy reached out to me with enthusiasm and welcomed me into her home on a rainy day this winter. Um, So one warning to my listeners is that I was very sick when I visited Amy. She was uh, kind enough to have me and I sat far across from her on a wide counter Uh, and so, so anyway, so the point of that is to say that I think that you're going to hear some sounds that are a little bit annoying, like my voice is a bit congested and there's some times when I sort of laugh, which turns into coughing. So I hope it's not so annoying that you can't appreciate Amy's story, but I did want to give everybody a heads up that I know that's not the, the most ideal recording situation, but it is what it is. So here we go. Um, So this is Amy, and I hope that you can enjoy her story and all the ways that it's similar and different from the previous one. This is Everything's Relative. I'm Eve Sturgis. This is episode two. Here we go. Okay, great. Awesome. We can just dive in if it's okay with you. Sure. Cool. Um, So I'm here with Amy, and you um, are going to tell me about your MPE experience. Okay, so uh, I think probably like most people, my husband and I did Ancestry.com for fun. Uh-huh. Um, so we, we did the test, and his came back as expected. And um, I had grown up in a primarily Ukrainian home, and mine came back with no Ukrainian, no Eastern <laughs> European, okay. nothing at all. So um, it came back French and German, which my mom was, and then it came back Irish and Welsh. That's so not Ukrainian. So not Ukrainian at all. Uh, the good thing is we all like potatoes, so it's fine. Uh, so anyways, but I, we honestly thought nothing of it really. I just, I didn't know to look at matches. I didn't know, uh, really much about it. My husband, it was all under his email address. I, I wasn't paying attention to anything else. I, really, I just didn't think about it. Kind of laughed, said, oh, my grandma must have slept with the milkman. Ha ha. Never thought about it again. Other than once in a while, we would joke about it, you know, right. like someone would say, oh, you have nice skin. And I would say, it's my Ukrainian. Ooh, no, it's not. It's my Irish skin. And I would laugh and uh-huh. I didn't think anything of it. And you didn't say anything to anybody in your family? No. Didn't, didn't occur to me. Just, yeah. It was just like, whatever. Um, and then um, my husband got an email from someone. Uh, again, I didn't know there was even a match button. I, I hadn't really paid attention mm-hmm. to what the test really was. So, mm-hmm. um he got an email from a woman and she was saying, I really need to talk to your wife. Um, I also did my test and we show up as matches. And we somehow, again, not thinking this through, obviously thought, well, this must have to do something with my mom and that whole thing. Mm -hmm. 
So my husband forwards the this email to my mom. Oh. Who right, who says nothing about it. Uh-huh. She says this must be spam, um, you can't trust anything on the internet, um, all these kinds of things. Never spoke to me about it, never told me that Todd said her. Did you know this was happening at all? No. Okay. No. No clue. Again, because we, he, he and I just didn't clue uh-huh, in uh-huh, at uh-huh. all. Well, when something, I mean, we, I actually just talked about this so much with the, other, with the previous person. It's like when something is um, unfathomable, like it's just not on your radar. It's not on your radar. Well, and I don't know, yes. like the absence of it is it, right, astounding. Right, right. Yeah. And there's, there's other things that after this, same thing. It's just like nobody thought, that, nobody thought about this. So in the meantime, I started getting friend requests from this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know, again, we hadn't talked about this. I didn't know this woman's name that had sent these emails that was the same woman that was friend requesting my Facebook. I'm just going to decline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So keep declining these requests. She emailed my husband one or two more times on the, on the Ancestry site and said, I'm, you know, I'm really looking, I think, for your wife. And I've been looking for her for a long time. This has a sense of urgency or desperation yeah but I again he wasn't really saying much to me about it because we just didn't like we thought this is some crazy person and our daughter is a former actor and so we we, we dealt with crazy mm-hmm. emails mm-hmm. and things from people mm-hmm. in the past or so we just kind of brushed it off again so one night I I did not know that on Facebook you can have a like someone can send you a message if you're not friends and it goes into a separate little inbox. Right. Didn't know that. Okay. It was June. I'm upstairs. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Um, my husband's out of town. I'm looking through this. Like, I find somehow click on this inbox. Mm-hmm. And there's about like eight messages from this person. Oh, wow. Okay. Saying, I really have been looking for you for 11 years. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure I'm your sister and we need to talk. And I said, I don't have any sisters. I don't have any brothers. I don't know who you are, but like, what, what are you, like, what are you, right? What are you, what are you talking about? This doesn't make any sense. So you have no siblings? No. Okay. Well, I mean, until. Didn't. Yeah. Right. Up until that moment, you yeah, had no siblings. I had no siblings. So, um, I, again, I, I kind of just, I was irritated with this person. I thought, I, I don't know what you're trying to do. I went to bed, you know? Got up in the morning, more messages from her, and I finally said, like, what do you want? Had you written back at all? Yeah, just saying, like... You don't I, understand. I don't okay. understand what you're, what you're trying to say here. I'm not following at all. So the next morning, the email, or the, the message is, hey, um, my dad, this is his name, I, I know that he had a relationship with your mom in 1968, this is where they were working. This is the town they were living in. This is, you know, how what I've been told had happened. My dad told me 11 years ago, and I've been trying to find you. Wow. Okay. So it was those, those details that made you realize that this person was serious. Right. Right. So I, uh, I was like, what, like what, what do you want from me? You know, kind of thing. And she's like, I mean, I'm just so excited, and I'm so thrilled to meet you. And, like, you know, I where do you live? And she's asking me all these questions. She and really was, wants a sister. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, hang on. Like, I don't know you. I don't think I want to right now. And you, I think you're wacky little crazy. So anyway, she goes in and she had to she's wait. She's certainly anxious. Very anxious. Um, but, but I, I didn't, 
you know, I get off the, I finally like, we, we exchange all these messages. She had too many details for it not to be accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, she knew exactly where they worked, what town it was in. And, and I knew those things to be true about my mom. Yeah. That happened to me where like, it all seemed bananagrams until, until the mention of a neighborhood. Yeah. And it was like, nobody knows that neighborhood. Yeah. This yeah. is, whatever this is, it's yeah. gotta be. Yeah. And I, and I grew up in Canada uh, this happened in Royal Michigan, and I now live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And this person's contacting me from Texas. From Texas, right? And I grew up in a really, really small town in Canada. So, the, you know, she <laughs> had she had to know all this. There's no way that she could have even stalked me enough to probably figure all this out. So uh, I get off. You know, I finish messaging her. I call my husband. I'm freaking out. Um, call my best friend. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, I like, what do I do? Like, I. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with all this information. So um, then I was just really angry with my mom. Uh, and, and part of that anger was that my, my dad that raised me died 30 years ago, 29 years ago. Um, so I've been out with, without a dad for all that time. And he died with crazy health issues Aww. that I thought that I had inherited. Oh, that's serious. And I also, our, our, we have a 20, almost 22-year-old daughter, and she had had some, these were all kidney issues, and she'd had some blood work done at one point in time a couple years ago where her kidney levels were a little bit wonky, and I mean, I lost it. I, I you know, and I shared that with my mom, mm-hmm. that, oh my God, I think she has the same, you know, thing as my dad, like, you know, oh my God, he died when he was 46. I mean, is she going to get married? She can have kids. Like, I mean, I'm losing my mind. That's, this is horrifying. Over these health issues. Uh, my, my parents, I, I was an only child. They tried to get pregnant for a year or more before I was born mm-hmm. or before I was conceived. And then they tried for 10 years after me to have another baby. So I'm a woman. And if I've slept with two different people in the same week and I'm suddenly pregnant and I hadn't been able to get pregnant all this time and I never got pregnant again, you know, I'm... Right. That's a a different kind of science. That's pretty clear. Yeah. Going to put it together. Simple science. Yeah, going to put it together. So um, my husband said, I'll talk to your mom because I I, I was not able Mm -hmm. to. And where was your mom at this point? My mom, uh, she still lives in Canada. Okay. In a small town. Um, We've had a troubled relationship my whole life mm-hmm. um i would describe her as a narcissist absolutely um and most people would um so i just knew that if i tried to have this conversation with her it just wouldn't mm-hmm. so my husband was very clear and concise with her and, and super uh, supportive of him yes and had the conversation um i didn't talk to her after that for um about six or eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I flew back to Canada. I hired a, a therapist to sit with she and I Oh wow! for three days in a row for an hour and a half each time to facilitate the conversation. Wow. So you really thought about this. Yeah. You really. Yeah. I just know her and I knew mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there would be no way to get any answers. There'd be no way to actually have a conversation without her trying to take it somewhere that she wanted it to go or to twist it in a way, you know, that, that sounds, that to me seems so brave and so smart. I mean, I don't know if it was brave. I, I would say it was, it was, for me, the smart decision, mm-hmm. to, to the way to do it. We, you know, had originally planned to go back to my hometown for like a week and a half, and we had a cottage rented and all this, but I wasn't ready to do that because I didn't know how to talk to the rest of my family or 
anything like that. And it was still too fresh and I was too mad. So I just, that was the best way to kind of go, okay, we've, we've got three days. We'll talk about it. And then I'll come home and process what you, what you said. Um, and then we actually offered for her to stay working with that therapist for quite a while afterwards as well. That's really nice. But again, whatever. <laughs> um, in the meantime, um, this, this half sister that now I realize I have is very communicative and wants to meet me and is so excited and she's gung ho, ready to go. Like, let's, let's do it. And she contacts my birth father who's not as gung ho, uh, at all. And in fact is very angry with her for messing with everyone's life. Um, oh. So he didn't know that this has been an 11-year project for her? No, because as it turns out, I'm not the daughter that he told her about. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the daughter he told her about was conceived before her. It's not funny. But no. No, I, it's exactly. Ama- but it's exactly. Amazing. Exactly. It's- Apparently her name is Hope, and we all just keep laughing, saying mm-hmm. we're looking for Hope. The sister for Hope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're looking for Hope in this. Um, so, and I'm between two girls. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the middle girl of this family um but there's someone out there still that we know trifecta yeah yeah there's not of love children so there's someone still out there um that we we haven't found so that's why i think my mom was super confused because she didn't she claims that she didn't know it was his but he had told my half sister that i i existed right and then he knew about me he he had gotten married and he was working for a summer in Florida for an ad agency, was, had a little tryst with this other woman. She got pregnant. He knew she was pregnant. He knew, he found out that she'd had a girl and, and that he named her Hope, or that they named her Hope. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, he went back to his wife. She, this other woman said, go back to your wife. Um, and he had uh, another, another daughter, so my older sister. So the sister that... I said I would wait until you were done with the story to ask questions. No, no, it's, it's, um, it's but a good I'm one. You jumping can. in. Um, the sister that found you, mm-hmm. when she listed like living in this town and they worked together at this place, she was incorrect about that because she was looking for hope, or he, he gave, worked with. No, he, he was sleeping with all the women he worked with. No, he, okay. they weren't at the same time, but he mixed up the women. Like he mixed got it, up got the. It. Okay. The time, the place. I mean, he's, you know, 74 now, so at that time he would have been 60-something, and he had the woman, but the wrong event. Right. Yeah. It's hard to keep track. It is hard to I keep get track. it. So. I don't get it. I imagine. Yes. I mean, I, I don't get it either, but. Um, so, he had a daughter at this point. My older sister was an infant when I was conceived. It was a one-night stand in the back of a car after a party at an ad agency where my mom was modeling, and he was... Right. Working. <gasps> Very Mad Men. That's exactly what he says. He said, if you saw the show Mad Men, that's exactly what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he was very upset with her because he, just, he thought, you know, well, why are you messing with everyone's life? And she's like, well, you told me all this information. Like, you set me up to want to find this. Right. So, um, so she was surprised that he was unhappy about it. Yeah. She thought, she, she was ecstatic. She's like, I found her, I found her. And he's like... Who'd you find? You found Hope? She goes, no, her name's Amy. <laughs> so he was a little confused. Um, she also then told her younger sister, so my other half-sister, and who was also not particularly excited by this whole situation. It was just oh. like, why are you messing with everyone's life? 
Um, and I was really angry with her too. Just like, you know, cause you just, every night you'd go to bed and you think like, can it just, can I just wake up and pretend none of this mm-hmm. happened? I just like, let's just go back to the way that it was and it's fine. And you know, yeah, I relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. But over time, I guess kind of, you know, she, she kind of wore me down. So she would text me and email me every day and you know, good morning. And how are you <laughs> thinking? I'm great. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not great. You just totally destroyed my life, but mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I'd set up a meeting with her. She was coming to California. Her daughter's living in California. Um, and then I backed out. I just was like, you know what? I'm not ready. I hadn't talked to my mom at that point. So I found out in June. This was probably in July, uh, August. And I just, July. And I said, I'm not. I'm not ready. Yeah, that's really fast. Yeah. So then, um, I don't know, my husband was kind of like great and super supportive, but kind of pretty pushy with me about this whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, this is your family, you need to, you need to at least meet them. Like, they're open to meeting you, you need to meet them. So I, in the meantime, I had emailed my birth father um, and just said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. here's my story, here's about me, you know, like, this is my life and um surprise yeah uh you know and i guess more than anything i just kind of want to know about your health you know what are what are what am i looking at now because everything i thought that i had to worry about i don't so it's great but you know what's your what's your scoop and he kind of was like the same way like just hey yeah this is kind of really weird and i don't know either how i feel about it and you know yeah i'd be open to you know meeting you one day and here's all the health information. Okay. So not rejection. No, 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 no. But not like, but not super enthusiastic. No. But then... Which maybe you could relate to. Exactly. He and I were on the exact same page. Yeah. You're like, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, In the meantime, I, again, my husband was kind of pushing me towards this and then I went to a therapist and they, you know, same thing. They were kind of like, you know, you really should at least explore this. They live two hours away from you. You don't have to have a relationship, but you should just see what this is. So I, then I email my other sister. Um, Hey, hi, I'm your sister. Um, and two, two nieces and said, you know, Hey, I've never been an aunt before, but you know, (laughs) hi, uh, don't know what to ask you about really. Um, and so we, uh, set up a, a day that we were going to go down and, and or up and meet them. They live um, in Northern California, so well, central. So uh, my husband and my daughter and I, um, we went, and uh, we decided that we would just go on our own. We have a son who's um, almost twenty one and he has autism, um, and we just didn't know. He's high functioning, but I wasn't sure how I was going to explain who these people were to mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. because he just knows that you know his grandfather is in heaven and that's that. So. Wasn't really sure what to, how to do do that. So we just decided not to out of the gate in case it never went anywhere. Anyway, I didn't really want to mess with him. Mm-hmm. That hundred percent makes sense to me. Yeah. So we we drove up. Uh, I was freaking out the whole time, and I was meeting my my younger half sister, my other half sister. Her going back to Texas, so she was really bummed because everyone got to meet me first. Yeah, she's like, wait a minute, I'm the enthusiastic yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I did this, and now, you know. Um, so I was going to meet my um, 
my younger half sister and her husband, um, two, four nieces and their two of the nieces, their significant others. And, um, you know, so like we're it's like a family reunion. It's kind of, yeah. So first we get there and I, I, I really think I'm going to maybe throw up. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just not sure how to handle this. And my, and my biological dad is, wanted to meet me alone separately. He didn't want to do it with everybody else. So we're meeting them the first day. Um, and I, we get to the restaurant and I mean, I don't really know what anybody looks like. Looks I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I don't really know them. So, except that I'd seen a couple pictures where that my other sister had sent me, you know, oh my gosh, we look alike and yeah, okay, we do. So anyways, we get there and there's nobody there in in this restaurant really, like a couple tables of people, but obviously not what, how many people Mm -hmm. are expecting. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh wait, are you with Ashley? And I'm thinking, Ashley, Ashley. Oh yes, yes, that's be my niece's name. (laughs) I got one of these people. Oh, they, they're in the back room. So I open the door and we describe it as a surprise party, except you don't know the people that are there to surprise you. Yeah. Like we open the door to this room and they're all like, hey, welcome to the family. I was like, oh my God. Wow. Okay. I hate alcohol right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I, Thank goodness this is an, a wine restaurant. Yeah. Like I don't know these people. And they're all there to meet me and my husband and, you know, uh, and our daughter. And, and I'm thinking, i terrified. I mean, I don't, it actually turned out hysterical. They're, they're, they're funny. And we all just like went and had some wine and laughed about, you know, my biological dad and his uh, escapades. And, you know, they laughed about that, which yeah. was easy for me because I thought I don't know how to handle this one your dad John Ham. yeah yeah and um and my nieces were great with our daughter and two like our daughter and my one niece look like they could be twins wow um and then there was things that I would be doing and they were they would say oh my gosh that's exactly like Sonia my my older sister uh she and I look a lot alike so it was kind of like cool but super weird Super surreal. Super surreal. Did it feel like their open-heartedness and like open and enthu- openness and enthusiasm felt um, like really? I mean, that sounds like it. It was really nice, but to me, I would feel nervous for them. For them, yeah. Like they don't know. You. Like I would be like, you don't know me. I could be. I could. I could be. I could be an axe murderer. I, yeah. I might not be somebody you're, you're so happy to see. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was weird. This is weird. Just weird. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, I go to breakfast to meet my biological dad, and he's sitting at the restaurant, like on a golf course, and he's just sitting there. You know, I'd seen pictures of him, so I knew mm-hmm. what he looked like. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting there waiting for us. And I, I really then thought I was going to throw up getting out of the car. And uh, he gave me a great big hug, and he just said, "Welcome." We sat down and kind of just talked about it. You know, and his story was the same as the story my mom had given to my husband mm-hmm. about, you know, how I came to be. Um, and he was super warm and, like, easy. I mean, I was nervous, but it was easy. And he was very inquisitive. He wanted to know about me and things like that. And so I thought, okay, well, we went home. And I'm thinking, now... Now what? Like, now do what? we? Now, now what? 
So, um, my, oddly, my best friend lives about 20 minutes away from my older sister in Texas. So, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Keep saying wow. I know. So I decided, okay, well, I feel bad now that I met everybody else, I should probably go meet her. So, and at this time she's still like messaging me all the time. And in the meantime, now my younger sibling and my nieces and my biological father are, you know, texting me from time to time. I get emails, the odd phone call, and like, okay, I mean, I'm not mad. Right. It's, it's interesting. So I went and met her and her husband and her, my, my, my nephew, her, her son. And again, that was just like funny, weird, but oddly easy. Then, you know, I got invited back up. My, my niece was having a baby. So they're, you know, you should come and up and meet the baby and do all this kind of thing. And I said, okay. So <laughs> yeah, we, we, I, that time I went up by myself. Um, I stayed at my niece's house. People started to call me aunt. This is, oh yeah, this is my aunt. How did that feel? Weird. And then kind of then kind of okay. Okay. Um, and my, we were at a winery and my, my sister is like telling these people, oh, you know, they asked like, I don't know how they asked the question of what we were doing there. Sure. Oh, this is my sister. Well, I mean, my sister that just found out I had and we laughed. These people are like, what? And then she asked me, said, do you mind if I tell the story? I said, no. So we, we tell the story and these people are like, Oh my gosh, like <laughs> this is a television show and you know, we kind of laughed again, just but it was fine. It wasn't weird really. I mean and then we went up again, uh saw them again and then it was Christmas time. So my the time before Christmas, my biological dad had gone out with him and my stepmom for dinner by myself. Um and we just talked a lot about our lives and then he was, you know, the next, that, that day they said, they asked if we would come for Christmas Eve. And I said, I, I actually used the excuse that I wasn't sure if our daughter could get off of work because I needed to sit. That, I would need to process that. Yeah, I needed mm-hmm. to sit on that one for a minute. So I, um, you know, I came home and again, my husband with much encouragement is like, Amy, like, let's just do it. it we don't have to do it again if we don't like it. Although I was thinking, if I do Christmas, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in. I'm kind of committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, and right before Christmas, it was my stepmom's birthday, so I sent her flowers, and um, you know, she was just all super touched and, and those kinds of things. And also in the meantime, my sisters had put pictures of all of us meeting on Facebook. Oh, okay. Things like that. Didn't label it. Just. Mm-hmm. There we were. And my dad who raised me's sisters and things would like the photos, but they didn't know what they were liking. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah, which stresses me out. And I keep saying to my mom, you need to tell them, you know, like, when are you going to say something? Because I'll call them. She she said no, she wanted to do it. So as we get to Christmas, so we get there for Christmas um, and... You know, they're, they're saying, okay, so we're all going in on the golf club for, you know, grandpa, all the grandkids, and we're, you know, 
this is kind of how we do it. And, you know, what do Liv and Spencer, our kids, like, do, you know, what do they like? And I'm thinking, oh, okay, all right. We are, we are in, 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 in. So I'm buying Christmas gifts and things for people that I don't really know, but it kind of learning to know. And I, then I decided, you know, okay, I kind of either have to go all in or I have to kind of bow out. So I decided to go all in and I actually made my biological data book and it was oh. pictures of like my whole life story and pictures of me from the time I was born and as a child and I wrote in things that I liked and you know the, the, the games I liked to play and then you know what I did and then when I met my husband and our wedding pictures and pictures of our kids being born and then at the end I had pictures of all of us like with yeah. them yeah wow Sounds really nice. Yeah. So, uh, but we got there for Christmas Eve, and on the mantle was all the grandkids' stockings, all embroidered, and our kids' names were embroidered. They were there too. To all in birth order, so they even had it all right. Um, and you know, we we pitched in on what we were supposed to bring. And I want to have faith in nice, wonderful people. And what you can't see because this is a podcast is I'm making a lot of uncomfortable faces and grimaces. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After she says, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's super crazy. So we brought our son and um, all the grandkids call my biological dad Buzzy. That's just their nickname uh-huh. for him. So I thought, well, I'll just tell him this is his Buzzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Buzzy. And... This is Lindy, his wife, and these are... I did tell him these were his aunts and things like that, because that I figured he could figure out Mm -hmm. that, you know. But um, our son brought his Santa Claus suit and uh, had everyone singing, you know, Christmas songs, and my niece was on the piano, and our son was on guitar, and everybody sang (laughs) Christmas songs. We had a full-on Christmas dinner, gift exchange. I'm serious. I... Because I've never had a Christmas like that. Mm-hmm. So, and our daughter, she, you know, she's freaking out because she's like, I, what, what is this? Because we don't, we've never had any of this. So she's just like, I've only seen this on television. Do, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this is, mom. But we did it and um, we left. And I, all the way home, was getting text messages from everyone saying it was the best Christmas that they, like, everyone's had. Of course. Like, everyone was like, this is awesome. This is great. Um, you know, and, and I mean, it was, it was just so surreal. Uh, and then I, I got an email like maybe three weeks, four weeks later, and it's, uh, from my biological dad and stepmom and it's to me and my two half sisters and my stepmom's son. So my mm-hmm. step brother. And it's like, hey, you know, we're selling the house. We have an offer. We have an offer on a new house. Here's the address. La, la, la. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Love, Daddy and Lindy. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm on this email. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and honestly, like, that's it. Like, they, they text me. It's, I mean, I'm going up again, um, not this coming weekend, next weekend. We're going for the weekend, and we're going to my one sister's house one night, and to my biological dad's the other night and going Okay, so another shoe didn't drop to reveal some some ulterior motive. No, other than we finally, uh, my mom, we'd given her a date that she had to tell my my aunts, my two aunts and my uncle that I'd grown up with. Um, Like, you have this, you have to tell them. 
Like we had pictures all over from Christmas. Like my right. my 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 biological dad had posted pictures saying my eight grandkids and my mm-hmm. kids are tagged in it. Picture. Right. And I'm like thinking how embroidered stockings. Why are you yeah, why tell. are you not why is no one picking up on this? And again back to the because it, it wasn't, wasn't anyone's even occurring to them. No. So um, there's lots of things on Facebook. Yeah, but there's a whole group of people that look alike, and he's pu- putting like, "Christmas is great with eight grandkids." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my kids are in the picture. Um, so I finally did call my dad's sister, you know, and just said like, you know, I can be mad at my mom, but don't be mad at my mom. It really was a one night thing. Um, here I am, you know. Hope you still like me and. And, and, uh, and they all, except for my dad's brother, they were all like, okay. <laughs> wow. And were you and, nervous calling them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more actually nervous about my mom, the wrath of my mother, which I did get the next day. Um, you know, because I just, I didn't even bother to call her and tell her I'd given her the day. You'd given her the boundary. I did. And she didn't want to, you know, do it. So, um, you meant what you said. I did. Yeah, she wasn't. She never very good at that. So, um, so I, I told you know I told them, and uh, they were like, "Wow, are you okay?" Um, and that is a considerate question that my mother never asked me or asked my husband mm-hmm. if I was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that ha- that it's all about her. Well, that comes up, that I've no, I've <clears throat> that's a pattern I'm I'm noticing is. Um, that it's the people that ask, are you, how are you, that stand out. Yeah. Yeah. She's my mom. She's supposed to ask me. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Um, she was just more worried about whatever I was going to think about her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they all seemed to be fine. It was her birthday on Sunday, and I saw on Facebook they all wished her happy birthday. And, I mean, you know, she's mad at me because I spilled the beans. But how I'm, old are all they, all of them? My dad's sister would be 74, maybe, and my aunt would be probably like 60-something. It's, just, it's nice to imagine that by that time, you are just accepting as a person about things that happened you would think, again, 50 years ago. Again, I would think it would be, um, and, I, and I said the same thing I, you know, in, in the therapy sessions with my mom. I said, look, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. She was, she was 20 years old. You know, um, when she slept with this guy and she was drunk at a party and she was mad at my dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if I didn't speak with any, every person I know that has had some kind of indiscretion in some way or done something really that they shouldn't have done, I probably wouldn't have very many friends. Right. You know, so I'm not, I don't judge that. Um, I don't like it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm not mad I'm I'm mad that after he died my you know that she had 30 years almost to tell me especially watching me agonize over the health stuff yeah you know you may have had a relationship with a man that and yeah and the health stuff yeah just sounds agonizing yeah you know and I had all this time that I could have had siblings that I never had and actually known my nieces and nephews from the time they were born, you know? And my kids could have had cousins because they don't have them. Mm-hmm. Now, well, now they do, but they, now they do. They never had, you know, they've never, none of us have ever had that. You know, it's like, why, why, I just don't understand, you know, why. And she just claims that she just, it never occurred to her that I wasn't, that I was his. 
Oh, okay. So her version of events is that she just insists she didn't know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And again, I'm thinking, if you try to get pregnant for a year, you all of a sudden get pregnant after sleeping with one person another time, and then you can't get pregnant again for the next 10, at what point... I, I don't know. I'm a woman. I know how it all works. You know, I'd be thinking like, oh, who's the daddy? I just imagine she wouldn't let herself yeah. think, you know, she, that was just yep. another thing that she couldn't yeah. face. So it was yeah. not a reality. Right. Because she said it wasn't. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know my, my story is, it's funny because I, I read all the stuff on the, the, um, the page and I and I have never kind of come out and said mine on there because I almost feel guilty mm-hmm. because mine has been you know pretty lovely kind of yeah. yeah yeah I'm super accepted I'm part of the crew like my sister you know for Christmas got me an ornament that you know it's like first Christmas as sisters and the other one sent me a mug that has our initials on it and you know like they're all so like all right well this is it, and here we are. I really taking family. I want to say take family seriously, but that's not the word I want. Like, yeah, like lovingly, or I kind of think you know they were all. You know, my biological dad, you know, he'd had the affair, or like obviously with my mom on his first wife, and then he was having an affair with another woman, and then you know, like he has had a history of not being super faithful to his spouses. Uh, except for oddly this last one they've been together for 12 years or something and everyone's like nope whatever reason this is the one that's stuck Um, it doesn't have so much game anymore probably it's been interesting because my nieces and things have said to me you've softened everybody up like so I kind of think I kind of came in at a time when my sisters weren't getting along that great you know, one of my sisters was kind of mad at my biological dad. You know, there was a lot of tension. And, and so I think my story kind of diffused all of that because I was new story. I was the yeah, new, that's a the new, th- th- new yeah. thing to focus on. Yeah, the news flash. Um, and I'm the shiny toy, you know. So I think it kind of just happened at a time for all of them mm-hmm. that maybe made it easier than if they were this perfect, tight-knit you know, everybody's getting along crew. I think me coming in would have probably rocked a boat. You might really be onto something. But I think my coming in just gave everybody a new focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, like, at Christmas, like, every single one of them said, this is the best Christmas we've had in years and years and years. You know, and Spencer, our son, coming in with his Santa Claus suit and singing Christmas songs, and he had everyone doing the 12 days of Christmas. You know what I mean? Um, that... You know, I think they just kind of were like, oh, okay, well, these are new traditions to kind of, you know, hopefully. Embrace. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of why it all, and the funny thing is, is our son, we've never told, used the word grandfather or told him anything like that, but he came home and told people that he'd met his grandpa. Oh. Which is weird. Yeah. So he was picking up on it. Oh, yeah. So. Whatever he was, whatever he was seeing and observing and feeling. Yeah, on his own. Yeah. So it's just, that's why I, I haven't posted it because I almost feel bad. Hmm. I feel like, you know, because I, I read so many that are so yucky. There are a lot of hard stories to read on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I'm really lucky that my 
dad raised me is not alive. I feel super fortunate about that because I wouldn't want to have to. Right. You didn't even have to go. There. I didn't, have, didn't even have to go there. Didn't have to go there. No. And that's the one thing that my aunts, both of my dad, his sisters said that that's the thing that they were really, that they would have broken his heart. So they're just like, okay, well, you know what? This is then, this is great. And we're happy for you. And we want to hear about them. And, you know, don't leave us out. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so it feels like everybody else is expressing like real confidence in the situation. Yeah. Um, except for my mother. Except for your mother. But also I'm, I'm curious how you feel at this point. I'm, you're kind of, I mean, it sounds like so much of it you've moved through with like bewilderment and yeah, yeah. Op- openness, but caution. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I have probably the best group of friends who haven't gotten tired of hearing about it. That's so helpful. Yeah. Um, that was more for me than the therapist was for sure because, I don't know, I just felt like the, at least the person I talked to, all he really kind of in a way wanted to do was like just make me mad at my mom, which I was already mad. I didn't need any help. Right. Um, and so I just didn't feel like maybe he was asking me the right questions where I've been able to have friends that I can just, you know, go, I'm sorry, guys, but I got to talk about this again. Yeah. Um, and my husband's been great and my daughter's amazing about it too. So I think... That's so lovely to hear. Yeah. And even like my gung-ho half-sister... When I, you know, want to kind of say, like, I still find this very weird and freak out about it. She doesn't, she's, she's really, I, I think she's probably apologized to me probably 200 times, mm-hmm. you know, saying like, I am so sorry I, I did this to you. This was not her intention at yeah, all. But, to... but I'm happy that it happened, but I'm so sorry that I, I put you through mm-hmm. that whole thing. Right. Um, an apple cart she wasn't thinking about. Right. You know, and, and she feels bad and she's like, I'm just, I'm so, it's just, it's always been my problem. I'm impulsive and I didn't think it through. And I, I guess that's like what my, my dad said to her too. It was like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you know, you didn't know if this other man was alive. You didn't know their story. Like, how could you do this to somebody? You know, kind of the way he presented it to her. And he was really upset with her. Mm-hmm. Um, All fair questions. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now I, I honestly, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, like I'm, you know, like I said, we're going up next weekend and, you know, we're taking my two nieces wine tasting, you know, one afternoon and then we're going to see the new house of my, my mm-hmm. little dad and then we're all going up for dinner and then we're driving to my sister's the next day. I mean, it's, it's weird. It sounds nice and fun. But it's, but it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of neat. And I do find myself saying, oh, my sister or my dad you know, because I know who I mm-hmm. mean, who raised right, me. Right, you don't have to. But I, but when I'm talking to people, to yeah, you know, oh, we're going up to my dad's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not yeah. like I don't have to say, oh, we're going to my, you know, my bio daddy's. Right, like you know, right. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I did that at the beginning, and now it's just it's easier. And and you know, um, when I gave him the book, and I I said in the back, you know, something about well, you know, I hope that. Over the course of time, we'll have together that I, uh, that you'll be proud, you know, that I'm your daughter. And he cried, you know. Yeah. And showed everybody the book. It's very, very sweet. Um, you know, and he wants me to call him dad. I haven't done it to his face, but I, you know, do it like. And my sisters right, will be like. Right, that would be like, uncomfortable for me too. Yeah. My sisters will be like, oh, 
you know, well, when are you going to dad's? Like, what time are you getting to dad's? I have that too. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, right. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's my dad. Right. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of that, but I haven't done it. I haven't said it to him. I, and it's like a whole separate experience yeah. for your children to have a, to, yeah. to gain a new family as yeah. well. Yeah. And we've lived away from Canada for 20 years. Um, not quite 20, 19, I guess. So our kids have only seen their grandparents like twice a year, sometimes once a year. You know, all of a sudden now we go up, you know, every couple months. So for her, Christmas was weird when she first walked in. She kind of freaked out when she saw the stockings. Mm-hmm. because that's, she's, I would totally freak out. Yeah, she's never had them. She's never had stockings at her grandparents before. Mm-hmm. You know, we usually spend Christmas just here, like just us. So, and that was our big thing. We, we were, we said we, we need to drive back Christmas Eve after like we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll do the festivities, but we need to be home, you know, for Christmas morning. For or Christmas not. morning. Yeah. yeah that we're not, we're not going to deviate off that far, mm-hmm. um, from what our norm, our norm is, but. Well, your traditions are important too. Yeah. It's important to take each thing, I would imagine, step by step and figuring out where your comfort level is for everybody. Yeah. You have a lot, you have a lot to consider. Yeah. A lot of comfort levels to take into account. Yeah. You know, it was my... Especially with your son. Yeah. It was my nephew's birthday the other day, so I, you know, it's his 21st, so I sent him, you know, a check and a card and, you know, have a drink on us kind of thing, and I'm thinking, I've never done any of this before. I've never had to. I didn't have any of them. Right. You know, my... I had a grand-nephew born. I was like, oh, I... Okay, I need to take stuff. I need uh-huh. to, I well, get... at least you can do something like that and then decide how it felt. Yeah. And then the next birthday that comes along, you can decide Yeah. how you feel this time. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, again, maybe because I've never had them before, so probably a bit of a novelty for me too to have nieces and nephews and, you know. Well, it's like you get to decide what kind <laughs> yeah. of auntie you get to be. I know. Yeah, so it's it's you know, and they try something different every couple yeah. years or something. Yeah. Change, change <laughs> yeah. it up. Be like now, I'm the nice aunt. Now yeah. I'm. The... Yeah. yeah, you know. So and it was funny because this year for Christmas, because we I grew up in Canada, and although now I'm not actually Canadian, I have two American parents, but I thought I was Canadian. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, and I'm not Ukrainian either. Um, I I bought them all stuff from our favorite store in Canada. So they all got like root sweatshirts and socks and, you know, Perfect. kind of this Canadian thing because I know that nobody else is going to get them that. Right. So that was kind of fun to yeah. be like, okay, well, this is, you know, a little part of me. Well, and who you are, whether it's scientifically real or not, is important too. Yeah. Like I'm, they, they, they clearly are confident in their, yeah. their presentation, but I feel like that's important for you to say, hey, I... I'm I'm me, and this is my experience, and who, where yeah. I'm coming from as well. Yeah, yeah. And they they they've been, again, just so great. Like it's it's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And I again I, you know, I've talked to other people, and you know, the other day I went for lunch with the other three ladies, and I'm the only one who had a story like had that. Had a good story. Yeah. You know. Well, and I can I can, I understand what you mean when you say that you're feeling guilty. But I also know that this is blowing up so fast that uh, that I think that it's gonna. I imagine I don't know I don't know, but I imagine it's going to even out like yeah. statistically, and that by nature of the group that that you and I met through, it's a support group, and so so many people are going to it because they're they're having negative feelings. Yeah. 
So it's it's a skewed yeah. perspective. Certainly when I went in, I mean, when I joined it. Do you feel like you have anything that you would want to say to somebody that is just finding this information out that you didn't know? I, I would encourage if, if you have the opportunity and if it's an option for you to, to explore it. You know, I'm so glad I didn't, even if it didn't turn out the way that mine has, right. I think just having that knowledge of, of that part of who you are for me is, has given me a lot of peace. Yeah. That's you know? wonderful. And you didn't even, I mean, you're not even bringing this up again, but like the health history stuff, oh, I huge. didn't even, I mean, when I found out, um, I did, that didn't even occur to me. Like, like there's so many layers that I've got yeah. that I'm still like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I got to like call somebody about that, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. and for older people, older than me, uh, and older than you, like that's a much bigger concern. Like these yeah. things are very important um, yeah. later in life. And that, that part was a big one for me, but so, only because my dad, that, you know, he died right, young right. And, and with so many complications and things. So for me, that was a huge, a huge one. Do you feel like there is an age or a time in your life that would have been a good time for your mother to tell you? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I, I really wish she would have told me when I, uh, probably when I had kids. Okay. You know, I think that, I mean, I'm not a grandma yet, but I'm assuming that when I become one, um, if I become one, hopefully. um, No pressure. (laughs) Big pressure. Um, But, you know, I would assume that when your child's in there having a child, that it reminds you of when you had your child. That's... I I I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah, It would seem like to me that when I... I'm having a baby, or when she's having a baby, it'll, it'll remind me of when I had her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there had to, I, I don't, I still don't buy, and then my, I, I operate very differently than my mom, but I don't buy that it never occurred to her. I just don't buy it. I don't believe it. Right. I just, I, I, I understand burying things. I get all of that, but so many situations along the way that maybe if in that moment she didn't want to believe it, okay, so then what about, you know, ten, oh, 10 years after they were trying to have a child, they found out he was infertile. My, oh, they did find that they out. That, I mean, yeah. that's kind of what I was just assuming. Okay, yeah. That. So they found out he was infertile. They were told he was infertile. So again, you know, she said, well, we just thought that it you were a miracle come along baby. because of his, of his kidney diseases and things like this. And I'm like, again, my brain maybe is just works a little differently. I'm thinking that if, you know, I find out that my husband is infertile and I have a child, like nobody thought, like didn't occur to you that, right, I slept with that guy back then. You know, when my husband brought him up, she knew exactly who he was talking about, what his name, she, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this is his name and this is when he drove me home and he used to drive me home sometimes and we worked together and he looked like this. I mean, she had a very clear memory of this man. So it's not like, you know, I would understand if it was a, uh, situation where she was an unwilling participant. Sure. But she was very willing. So again, you know, oh, you find out he's infertile, it doesn't occur to you then. You know, uh, I have kids, it doesn't occur to you then. I'm freaking out. Freaking out. out freaking about out about my daughter. Stuff. You know, when I was 46, I, I, I honestly, the whole year, I was stressed out thinking, I might die this year. Like, it just, it was always in the back of my head because he died at 46. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you listened to me talk about that. You, you watched me freak out. You, you heard me, you know, be stressed at what, what point, you know, did you, could you not put yourself aside for a minute and care, put me first as your child? That's really hurtful. You know, that's where, that's, that's the stuff that still, for me, you know, I, I can't, you know, we have, I talk to her, you know, twice a week. I listen to her talk about her appointments or whatever she's doing, but I will never, you know, I just don't trust her the same way at all. You know, she had opportunity to tell me, not really makes me mad. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think when I had kids, she should have told me, I mean, Ideally, she should have told me after he passed away because I had all this time that I could have had. But, um, you know, and, and her reply to that is, well, maybe it wouldn't have gone well. Maybe he wouldn't have wanted to have a relationship with you. That could have hurt you more. Okay, fine. I'll, sure. Sure. I'll take that. Sure. Whatever. But, you know, once the whole health stuff came in and when I had kids, like, that's when you should have told me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and the fact that I had to find out because, you know, someone came looking for who they thought was me, um, you know, like I shouldn't have. And you, no one has connected with this hope. Nobody. So there's a tried, daughter. So there's yeah. a fourth daughter. Amazing. Yeah, we've tried. I know, the oldest one. So we've tried. We've all done like 23andMe as well mm-hmm. because we thought maybe she did that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we don't know if she's alive. I know that my. Hope, uh, are you out there? Yeah. Hope. Hello. Um. <laughs> My dad did look for her for a time. Email me, evesurgis at gmail.com. If yeah. you're out there, Hope, and you think it's you. Yeah. Um, my dad did look for her on Facebook and things, like because he knew her name and he knew her mom's name, and he, he looked for her for a little while um, after he told my older sister and never found her and then kind of just, you know, yeah, moved okay. about. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, cool. Well, this it's actually nice to hear a story that's not so... Um, so sad. Like yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Um, it's, I think your story is as important and should, 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 um, you know, represent the optimism that is present in these situations. Yeah. I, I, I know I'm super lucky and I, again, you know, my, my dad raised me is not alive, so he never had to feel the hurt. Right. My biological dad likes me a lot, thinks I'm great. You know, we, we, we have a whole relationship that's, that's emerging and growing and all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm, I'm super fortunate. And so for me, I'm, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's cool to be able to say the flip side of the story because I know that most of them aren't, or not most, but a lot of them aren't quite as simple as mine has kind of turned out to be because it really is like, okay, well, what time do you want to be at the house? That's <laughs> so like, cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would argue there's nothing simple about embroidered stockings, but yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Cool. It was it was a little freaky. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for You're sharing welcome. your story. Um, I know. It's a little weird. No. No. I mean, they're all a little weird. Yeah. So far, no one's has been weirder than another in one way or, or another. Okay, so that's, that's yeah. good. Well, thank you so much. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna go ahead and turn this off. Okay. Um, that was just but so awesome. Thanks for giving me your afternoon. No problem. One thing that I thought was really interesting was that Amy, when she contacted me, Amy said that she or when I got to her house, she said that she wasn't sure that I would want to hear her story because it wasn't sad. And you heard us talk a little bit about our experience that we share in an online support group. Um, and a lot of these experiences are really hard for people. 
but I really want to capture the entire spectrum of possibilities. I really want to try and illustrate the diverse or how diverse this, this sort of phenomenon is. Uh, so I was actually so grateful that she reached out to me. I wouldn't want to make a podcast that was just sad story after sad story, heartbreak after heartbreak. I felt, um, like, I know that's an angle I could take. There's certainly plenty of those, but that wouldn't be an honest documentation of this experience or what is happening around the world. So I was really grateful that Amy reached out to me with a happy story to sprinkle in there to show you that um, while there's a lot of tears frequently involved, there's also there also can be a happy ending. And the pre, you know previous episode wasn't a not happy ending, but there was certainly a, um, a maybe like a, a sadder tone or melancholy experience in general. So um, yeah, so there we go. So that's this is episode two. Thank you for listening. Uh, until until thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time. This is Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis, available wherever podcasts can be heard. If you have any questions, comments, or stories of your own, you can contact me via email, eve at everythingsrelativepodcast.com. You can follow along on Instagram at everythingsrelativepodcast, and you can hit me up on Twitter at Eve Sturgis. This episode was produced by Eve Sturgis and Kaylin Egan, logo designed by Ivy McNally, and the music was used with permission by Goodbye the Band. Thank you.